Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Through window. Hold on camera. 
Yes, as she tried to hand him back his change from his order, he yanked her through the windows and tried to put a zip tie on her hands. And uh, another, another level of craziness. Thank God she was able to get away. And probably the size of the window helped out a lot, you know. Sometimes the window is only but so big. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, now they have uh, given the employees a mace and tasers and a panic button. And, you know, we're hoping that that would definitely assist them in their time of need. Okay? Oh, oh, the four-year-old. Oh, the four-year-old who was captured alone, on camera, in the hallway of their floor, clearly, with a gun. Yes, playing with his gun, and uh, somebody called and uh, alerted the authorities that this was going on. And what do you think happened? When the police knocked on the door... Guess who answered the door? <laughs> oh, the child answered the door. Dad was inside and claimed he didn't realize that the child was outside with a gun, and it couldn't have been possible because he didn't have a gun um, on the premises. And, you know, they searched the apartment, and they didn't find any guns, so they left. Well, a neighbor pulled the cops to the side, and showed them footage of the child with a silver and black handgun. The cops went back inside and had to ask the child where he put the gun. Oh, my goodness gracious. And uh, the child led them to a roll, you know, rolling desk. And uh, that's where the gun was. Mm-mm-mm. You know... Uh, I'm just trying to figure out where does Vivian go to find her story. Well, the final uh, story, which was the wow story, believe it or not, well, you have a woman, Anita, who's a life coach, and she, you know, she started, you know, she she gave some talk um, or account, let's put it that way, of her girlfriend who wanted to have a BBL, that's a Brazilian butt lift, and uh, she went, guess where? Oh, she went across the waters to the DR to get um, the, the, the BBL and the tummy tuck and liposuction and came back with one kidney. Yes. After the doctors did a CAT scan when she was complaining about her um, abdominal pain, yeah, she had paid over $3,500. And, of course, she couldn't find a doctor, you know, couldn't find a doctor. Well, would I be found? No. $3,500 is a couple of dollars and enough for you to make your great escape after you didn't stole somebody's kidney. 
So, you know, again, you know, the the, the ladies did a phenomenal job um, just speaking to you about your confidence level, about, you know, the um, your thought process, your decision-making, and uh, had a couple of... Uh, <laughs> A couple of examples given yesterday regarding, you know, someone who was so dedicated to go get, you know, some cosmetic surgery that they really didn't need. And one uh, cosmetic surgery story that really was not, quote-unquote, successful. So, you know, we topped that off. With Pastor Charlene's Faith Over Fear segment, which was wonderful. And like I said, the ladies did a fantastic job, you know, with their presentation yesterday on this topic. And uh, we had a wonderful Wednesday. I advise you to go back and listen. Okay? All right, now. Today is. Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, today we talk about our health, whether it's our physical health, emotional health, mental, uh, spiritual, financial, whatever health, you know, focus it is for the day. And we are so happy to have you here with us. Uh, We do have a guest. Today, so uh, and it promises to be quite a treat. Now, you know we haven't doubled up on the guests in a minute, so we didn't start it off the week with the battles, yes, and we're kind of flowing into the end of the week, and uh, you know we're having a good time over here on this due time with Pastor Steph. So go ahead. And get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And make sure you go nowhere because we will be right back. My name is Bailey. January is Bath Safety Month, so today we will be talking about all of the products that we have to offer. We offer a wide variety of bathroom safety equipment, including shower chairs and stools, grab bars, raised toilet seats for both standard and elongated toilets, transfer benches, bedside commodes, and so much more. Here are several tips to improve your ability to stay safe in the bathroom. Install grab bars. Use a transfer bench. Purchase a shower chair. For individuals who have difficulty balancing or standing for long periods of time, a shower chair can make bathing easier by providing stability. Utilize non-slip mats. Falls can be caused by slippery surfaces. If you have any questions, feel free to stop into any of our locations. Thanks for watching.
Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. Yes, and uh, we want to give God thanks that he's ushered us into this Thursday after such a wow Wednesday. You know, I, I, I want to know how many people who listen to his due time with Pastor Steph had an issue with getting through that hump day. Nah, not after you listen to this broadcast. So, you know, we want to give God thanks for all that he does. You know, last week's switch tip was uh, giving God a return on his investment. And I tell you, when you listen to his due time, you come up with some stuff, man. So, tell a friend. Make sure you tell a friend. Are you cheating someone out of, uh, you know, a good time in the morning? Some stimulating conversation, some uh, tidbits from God, some gems. Are you, you know, telling people how great it is over here on this due time with Pastor Steph? Now, I'm not just saying that because I'm Pastor Steph. I'm saying it because it's real. You always have a blessed day over here on this due time with Pastor Steph. I don't care what day you listen. So, let's uh, get to talking about our health tip this morning. All right. So, we're talking about the worst foods for kidney health. Okay, and um, I, I'm looking at the top of this list in the description, and I promise you we're going to be a little surprised because I haven't looked at this list um, you know, at all. Normally I start looking at, you know, the first one or two, but when I looked at even the, um, when I looked at the, uh, what do you call it, the first one, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a little twist because a couple of these things that I'm looking at are normally on our good food list, on quite a few lists, okay? So get that pen and paper ready. So we know that the kidneys play a vital role for filtering blood, Balancing fluids, removing waste products from our blood, and um, they're saying that you know a lot, a lot of people suffer from chronic kidney disease, and over time, chronic kidney disease can lead to other problems such as like heart disease. Well, I tell you, if you if you're thinking about it filters your blood, it balances the fluids, it removes the waste products from your blood. Those three things right there alone, if, if your kidneys are not functioning, well, you're not going to be good. No, not at all. So they are 
given us a nice uh, flag for foods that they suggest you avoid um, if you're having some kidney issues, okay? Number one, avocados. Now, when I saw avocados on this list, I was like, what? Yeah, avocados, first thing on the list. And they're saying that all those guacamole lovers um, have to understand that avocados aren't great for your kidneys since they're high in potassium. And they're saying an average-sized avocado, which weighs about 200 grams, can contain around 970 milligrams of potassium, nearly half the recommended dose for someone with kidney disease. All right, so if you're having some kidney issues, you're going to have to take that off your list. Yeah. Number two, canned foods. Yeah, they're saying foods such as soups and sauces are very high in sodium, which raises your blood pressure. And they're saying since those with kidney disease are already prone to sodium buildup and high blood pressure, adding the extra sodium can adversely affect your health. They say by choosing lower sodium varieties of those same, you know, canned foods, no salt added, they say can decrease your sodium content by 33%. All right, so get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it, or either pick up your, you know, low-sodium cans. Number three. Well, this is not crazy when you think about the fact that they just got finished talking about potassium. Bananas. So we know that bananas, you know, are rich in potassium. And, you know, again, they say being that your kidneys usually regulate your potassium levels, um, the filtering is not the same if you're having some level of chronic um, kidney disease, all right? So they say that beware, a single large banana contains 500 milligrams of potassium. All righty, all righty. Soda, 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 soda. So a single can of artificially dyed soda has about 10 teaspoons of sugar, and it's <laughs> they say soda is basically known as liquid candy. And over time, a diet too high in sugar can cause health issues like diabetes and kidney disease. So they say that soda also contains high levels of phosphoric additives. High phosphorus levels in urine are linked to kidney stones, which I hear 
very, very, very painful. And um, they're saying just drinking two cans of soda a day can increase your risk of developing kidney disease down the road. So they're saying do your kidneys a favor and watch for those FOS words, that's P-H-O-S, watch for those FOS words, and uh, make sure you check on the back of your carbonated can. You know, so look and read your, uh, read the list. Read the list on the back of your cans. All righty. All right, number five, dairy products. Wow. I bet you didn't think dairy products were on the list, right? Nope, I didn't either. And uh, they're saying that dairy products such as milk, Cheese and yogurt are a natural source of potassium and phosphorus. Well, I tell you, I didn't know that one. I didn't know that one. And they're saying that if your kidneys are damaged, too much phosphorus, just like they just got finished saying about the soda, consumption can cause buildup in the blood. Wow. Wow. The imbalance between the calcium and phosphorus can then withdraw calcium from your bones. Yo, now that's crazy because remember now, aren't we? Aren't we? Uh, what am I? What am I saying? Are we taking in the dairy products for the calcium? Right? Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy, y'all. That's crazy. So they say if you want to maintain a healthy phosphorus and calcium balance, they say that you need to uh, consider your dairy alternatives such as rice or almond milk. Okay? All righty. Number six, dried fruits. Now, I happen to love um, trail mix, and it's loaded with uh, dried fruits. They're saying dried fruits are healthy when eaten in small doses, but they're also ingredient-dense and high in sugar and potassium. Ooh, I guess I shouldn't eat, like, that whole bag of dried bananas. (laughs) All right, now, they say, for example, 200 grams of raisins and the raisins. I love the raisins. Oh, my goodness. For example, 200 grams of raisins can have up to 493 calories, while a whole fresh apple has fewer than 100 calories. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Don't kill, don't kill my joy. Don't kill my joy. So they say if you enjoy um, dried fruits, Look for low potassium um, options like dried apples or cranberries. So I guess, now, I haven't eaten a dried apple. I don't know about you. I didn't even know they had dried apples. But the cranberries aren't so bad for me when I eat them with something else. Yeah. I don't know. 
I don't like dried cranberries. They're not good. They're not tasty. I don't know about you. Now, number seven, brown rice. Yes, brown rice. You know, that comes up on a lot of our good food lists. But in this particular case, when we're talking about our kidneys, they're saying brown rice is a good source of fiber, vitamins, and minerals. However, it's higher in potassium and phosphorus than white rice. Wow. Wow. So one cup of cooked brown rice contains 150 milligrams of phosphorus and 154 milligrams of potassium, while one cup of cooked rice, white rice that is, contains only 68 grams, milligrams of phosphorus and 55 milligrams of potassium. So this is one of the very few times where they're telling us to opt for white rice instead of brown rice, and that's, again, if you have some level of kidney issue. Okay? Wow. So, again, let's go over that list real quick. If you're having some kidney issues, especially um, chronic kidney disease, stay away from avocados, canned foods, bananas, soda, dairy products, dried fruits, brown rice, okay? Okay. So we still have a few minutes for our guests to uh, tune in. So I see another good one, another good list. So here are the worst condiments to top your food with. So in other words, they're they're saying stop topping your food with these condiments. They are the worst. Ready? All righty. Mayonnaise, as my mother would say, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Wow. Well, I can't eat a whole lot of mayonnaise because it's got eggs in it. Mayonnaise can make a tasty spread, they say, but unfortunately it comes with a heavy caloric count and high amount of fat. They say that one tablespoon of mayonnaise has around 100 calories. Wow, yeah, it's it's pretty high. When you're on like a, a diet regimen, um, yeah, they always tell you don't eat, like, more than two tablespoons of mayonnaise. So at 100 calories, yeah, that's eating a whole, a whole lot of your uh, calories for the day. So it has 100 calories. This is one tablespoon, 100 calories, 11 grams of fat, and 700 milligrams of sodium. I'm sorry, 70, not 700, 70, Okay. So they're saying that um, while much of male's fat content is unsaturated fat, which is the healthier kind of fat, it said it's easy to go overboard and load up your meal with unintentional calories. 
And, um, yeah, for those of us who like, like, a good hero sandwich, uh, I always order my hero with extra mayonnaise. Yeah, so needless to say, that's not the best uh, thing if I'm trying to count my calories. All righty. All right, ketchup. Now, I've seen people put ketchup on rice, eggs. Uh, we were here for Thanksgiving, and my uncle just took the whole, you got all that good food, and he just took that whole ketchup bottle and just started dousing. I'm like, yo, that whole plate tastes like ketchup. Well, they say, yes, it might be made from tomatoes, but the nutritional value in ketchup is really not that great. And they say because ketchup has uh, high amounts of salt and preservatives and a high fructose corn syrup level. So they say one average teaspoon tablespoon of ketchup contains three grams of sugar and they say that's nearly a full teaspoon of sugar on your hot dog. Yes. I never understood how people ate like straight ketchup on your hot dog. I might have a little bit on my, you know, with my uh, mustard, but just the regular straight nah, I'll pass. Alright. Barbecue sauce. Yes, get rid of those, um, uh, that barbecue sauce on our, you know, food. And uh, they're saying that's not a good source of a topper because they say that barbecue sauce has even more sugar than ketchup. And one tablespoon of barbecue sauce has more than seven grams of sugar. So get rid of the barbecue sauce on your food. Ranch dressing. Now, remember, we talked about ranch dressing has, like, plastics, certain plastic in the ranch dressing. So ever since then, I have not eaten ranch dressing, but they're saying that the ranch dressing one tablespoon serves about eight grams of total fat. And uh, if you want, go for the lower fat version. Okay? Number five, soy sauce. Now, this one kills my heart because when I eat my Chinese food, I love the soy sauce, but I guarantee you they're going to talk about the sodium because soy sauce is whoa salty. So they say one tablespoon of soy sauce contains 879 milligrams of sodium. And they say that's more than half the sodium you need for the entire day. Now, when you're eating like a, what do you call it, a whole dish of like a Chinese dish recipe, one tablespoon of soy sauce is doing nothing. So now we need to just kill the whole day of sodium. So uh, they're saying don't put yourself, you know, at a larger risk of high blood pressure or stroke or heart disease. So thank God I don't eat Chinese food very often. All right, 
sour cream. Wow. I thought sour cream was on the healthier side. They say stop loading up your food with the sour cream because one tablespoon of sour cream, it has about 23 calories and 2 grams of fat. And they say that mm, too much saturated fat will help you with your heart disease and high cholesterol. So instead, try mixing it with Greek yogurt, which will tone down, you know, a lot of the unhealthy products in the sour cream and boost the intake of all the great ingredients that Greek yogurt has. So let me give you a quick rundown. The the six worst condiments to top your food with, mayonnaise, ketchup, barbecue sauce, ranch dressing, soy sauce, and sour cream. All right? So, ooh, that was a, those were two good lists. So if you if you didn't catch everything from the first list, please feel free to go back and listen. Okay? Well, well, well. We have a treat this morning, and uh, we've uh, been booked for a couple of weeks now. And thank God He has brought us safely to today, and we have a wonderful author of several books, but we're only going to concentrate on one of her books today, and I want you to say good morning to our sister, Hewlett Pearson. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. How are you this morning? I'm excited. (laughs) Oh, I know you are. And we're also excited to have you, and um, we're going to be talking about your book today, Get Got. Mm-hmm. But before mm-hmm. we get there, we want everyone to get a just a peek at who Hewlett Pearson is, so why don't you tell us about yourself? All right. Well, firstly, thank you so very much for having me on your show. It is an honor. And I want to say hello to your listening audience. Thank you for being with us on this morning. Uh, as you all said, my name is Hewlett Pearson. I'm a pastor, um, author, prophet, motivational speaker, um, entrepreneur, um, but I'm, I'm just me, actually. I love being myself. I love operating in authenticity, and I bless God for the gifts and talents that he has given me to bless his body, but also the world. So that's basically who I am. I'm uh, the only daughter uh, of Gretel and Fred, transitioned into glory, and I have three handsome-looking brothers and beautiful sister-in-law, so that's who it is. All righty, all righty. Well, we love that introduction, and um, it's a treat to have you this morning. And before we go any further, I need you to kind of move from where you are because you're breaking up a little bit, and I always like to say I never want to miss anything 
you have to say, and our listeners are always, like, kind of pumped up to hear okay. what God okay. has to offer. So Was, I'm going to give you a second. No. Okay, keep talking. All right, I will. Um, I moved from where I was. I just want to make sure I'm in a good spot for you. This is a, sounds a little better. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. Sounds sounds a little better, and we hope that things stay that way. And I'll I'll um let you know if it doesn't. Okay. But thank you for accommodating right. us. So no this morning we're talking about your book, Get Got Empowerment mm-hmm. for Everyday Life Successes. What does all of that mean? Don't go into any of the details of you know the book. Just give us an overall picturesque of what that means. Thank you for that question. Um, I laugh now, but I didn't laugh when it was said to me. I was actually at a gym on a a treadmill, and I was you know running on the treadmill and just you know talking to God in my head. And discussing when the next book would be and everything. And I heard distinctly, Get God. And I'm like, Lord, is that the name of the book you want me to write? Get God? Not knowing it is a somewhat of a slang term. And I didn't even know what the term meant. Uh, but I just went out of a and God began to give me the chapters and the headings of the chapters. And I went away for a few days and, 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 and wrote what he gave me. And uh, it's get got the way the Lord gave it to me um, was that which has you overwhelmed, that which tries to control you, especially in, in the area of vices, some of the things that we we really don't like about our acquired as a result of trauma or as a result of relationships we've been in or just as a result of life. It, it is to encourage us to begin ridding ourselves or and or controlling those things that try to control us. So the that is the uh the negative and that which causes uh situations in our lives to not be resolved, that which causes us not to move forward successfully as we should or even maintain a place of success. We are now going to address those things and get a hold of them and begin to walk out of, meaning getting our, getting rid of and being more disciplined in how we live our lives so that there can be true and maintained success. So that's where that comes from. Wow, wow, wow. I hate to interrupt you because this stuff is sounding good. You still Are have you a on a, with me? Uh, yes, yes. Are you on a cell phone by any chance? Yes, I'm on a cell phone. You want me to try to landline? landline by any, do you have a landline by any chance? Yes, I can call you from the landline. Let me do that. Please do. We're going we're gonna to take a minute because, again, okay. I don't mind the pause because if it means mm-hmm. we're going to hear everything clearly, that's what we want. We don't want uh, God's people to miss anything. So hang up, give us a call back, and as soon as I see you on, I'll pull you up, Okay. Sounds good. And let me know if I need to repeat what I just said as well. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. I'll be back. Bye-bye. All righty. So 
you know, it's funny because when I heard the the title, Get Got, immediately I thought of the street term, you know, don't get got. And it does have a negative connotation. So, you know, as um, as the description of the book was being given, um, I chuckled to myself because I'm like, yeah, it, that's where it went in my head, get God. But when I read the extension, which is empowerment for everyday life successes, that really made me a little more interested because now that kind of turns it all around and there's no negative, you know, uh, meaning to get got anymore. So, you know, I can't wait to hear. It looks like this is, um, we have uh, our sister Hewlett up again. So let's, let me not waste any time talking. Is that you, Sister Hewlett? Uh-oh. Boy, the enemy's trying to get us this morning. I guess me. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe let's try this again. Hold on. Uh, Sister Hewlett, is that you? I'm here. Is this any better? Woo, this is a whole lot better. Well, this is a whole work. lot better. <laughs> so much for accommodating us. Um, this is what this is the clarity we want to hear, because as we start okay. getting into okay. the different points of the book, I don't want to have to say here. What did you say? I got. I kind of got a couple of uh, notice from our listeners that you were coming okay. across echoey. So we surely don't want to miss um, the gems that you have this morning. So I I would love to, you know, yesterday I asked you what was one of your favorite chapters in the book. So why don't you tell us one of your favorite before we start getting into some of the others. Okay. I don't know um, if um, other authors have um, the response that I'm about to give, but every chapter is my favorite chapter. <laughs> okay, no, that makes but sense. But I know what you mean. Um, I know what you mean. But what I'm drawn to for this session um, is the chapter on um, stop, breathe, and then um, also on the chapter... Um, Order for Wonder. Okay. Order for okay. Wonder and also the chapter You're Enough. Oh, all righty. So let's start with Stop, Breathe. What's the okay. highlight and, and what's some of the points that are made in this chapter that make it, you know, one of the, the, the favored chapters? Um, well, Stop, Breathe deals with um, anger, actually. And what what the Lord did with me in regards to um, writing the book is actually give the positive as a chapter heading, and then as you read into the book, you will find out what what the vice is, the particular challenging area of our lives 
that particular thing I do address. So basically, stop, breathe has to do a lot with the um, the vice of anger. And um, I love the story the Lord gave me to deal with that particular uh, chapter because it stems from the story of Cain and Abel. Um, Cain is the eldest brother of was the eldest brother of Abel, and we know the story prayerfully. Hopefully, everyone does about them offering up offerings unto the Lord. And I will make the conjecture that this is not the first time that they have offered offering. And there have been many theologians and uh, different types of people who have brought up that it was a type of offering brought, or just giving different reasons why God denied Cain's offering. Um, but what I dealt with specifically was not the offering itself, but what God said to Cain prior to his offering. The the scripture does not um, give us a time frame um, between when God said what he did and when Cain did what he did. But I love God that he is so gracious to us that he will bring certain things to our spirit, our soul, and for us to deal with, because I believe he wants us to walk in freedom from those things. So I'm going to read the um, Genesis 4, 6 through 7 to you in the New Living Translation. It says, um, why are you so angry? Why are you so angry? Hold on a second. I apologize for that noise. That was my cell phone. He says, why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. So we see here where God tells Cain, there is an issue here. There is the anger that's crouching at your door, ready to pounce on you. But I'm telling you, you take charge of it. Don't let it master you. You master it. And we see here where Cain did not take the, 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 the instructions of the Lord. And it says that um, one day he calls his brother and says, hey, let's have a talk. Let's have a chat. Let's go to the field. And poor Abel didn't know what the intent of Cain was. And Cain's anger rose up against his brother Abel. And he slew him. He killed him. And so um, what I address is some of the things that anger um, brings about. It has um, devastated relationships. It has caused division among families. It has resulted in even deaths at times. Because when we've seen in the news where people have road rage, they... They take out a gun, they run somebody down, they shoot them. I mean, just different things that anger, the result of anger can bring about. So I I shared in the book how it is important to really get a handle of anger. Now, anger is, is an emotion that we experience. I talk in the book that, you know, when I was younger, um, that was an issue for me. And oftentimes my... Anger would be towards my mom, who I loved very much. So whenever we got into any verbal altercation, it really bothered me and ruined my day. And so at certain points, whenever I would say something that was egregious and hurtful, 
I would go to my room and I'd cry. I was in my um, early to mid-teens then. And I would go to my room and cry and feel really bad about myself. And then I would write my mom a note and tell her, I'm so sorry, Mom, for what I did. You know, I'm really asking God to help me with this. I don't really want to be like this. And so um, one day my mom decided she is going to respond to one of my notes. And she wrote on the back of the note, and I'm going to read it for you. She says, Hewlett, you're getting older, and this kind of behavior cannot continue. You flare up, then later apologize. It keeps happening, and I'm tired of it. Spend time in prayer and fasting before God. This type of behavior does not look good on you. I'm expecting better from you. Now, I know my mom was meant well in what she said, and it was hurtful to me because it felt like as if she didn't <laughs> she didn't acknowledge or take my apology. And, and the way she responded, I felt like she was disappointed in me. So I, I sulked for a few days, and then I began to see exactly what she was trying to help me with, and it's basically what God was did for Cain. He was giving him the heads up. This thing wants to control you. It's now time. I'm putting the onus, the responsibility on you to take a hold of it and you master it. Don't let it master you. And so we basically, as I share the scenario, like the sin is hankering, hanging around near your door, want to come in, want to take possession, want to rule your life, want to rule your home, I encourage the reader to kick the thing off your porch. Don't even let it come into your front yard. Begin to take responsibility. Uh, One of the things I used to say to my mom when she got at me was this scripture that says, be angry and sin not. You know, and and I've heard people use, use that same scripture as well. And um, I share in the book that I wish I had read the entire verse because it gives instructions as to why it's important not to be angry. Not the emotion, but the result of doing such. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I knew this was going to be a great conversation because... It's something that I've been saying to a couple of people recently. Um, the same thing your mom said. You know, when you, when you, you know, you. It, it, I have a girlfriend who used to say, "When you bust off, <laughs> you know, when you get to that point where you're just explosive, and you know, then when you go back and you get a calmer head, or when you've calmed down, if you will." Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So now you're ready to come back and you're apologizing and, you know, so, you know, our first couple of times, you know, you, you, you're good with that. You know, okay, well, you know, okay, mm-hmm. no problem. All right, get yourself together, you know, da, 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 da. And I, I found that I was feeling like your mother was feeling, that God was giving mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. a little bit more than just this acceptance of an apology. And the interesting part is um, this happened yesterday. Just wow. yesterday, where there was again someone who's um, very explosive. You know, they 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 didn't explode this time, but they went back mm-hmm. on their words. So there was a little shift there, um, Pastor. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I had to shut it down. And 
It was like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're saying no. No, no, because I've warned you. God has been so gracious, and I love this, because God has been so gracious to us that when you did this this first few times with your mom, when you did this the first few times with, you know, your people, your friends, your coworkers, your this, your that, you know, people are very forgiving because, you know, everybody kind of goes through a a rough road or a hot moment Mm -hmm. or a day or whatever. But you can't keep doing this. You have got to stop. Take that pause that God gives you. God gives you that ability to just take that pause and approach the matter differently. You're not going to continue to get this, you know, um, I'm so sorry. And you're like, okay, don't worry about it. No, because God is not accepting of this thing here over and over again. Because, again, like you said, we have a scripture that says, be angry, but sin not. So when you're going to pick up on that? Hello. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, when, when, when you're going to pay attention to this? And, you know, yeah, as yeah. Uh, uh, leaders and, you know, uh, Christian people in authority and things like that, mm-hmm. you tend to remind people, okay, you know, God does say there's, you can be angry. There's nothing wrong with being angry. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. you said, it's what you do after the anger has taken, you know, taken over you mm-hmm. because it does mm-hmm. not have to reside. It doesn't have Correct. to lay dormant there. So this, I love the, um, not only the con- connection to the biblical story of Cain and Abel, but I love mm-hmm. the connection that you had with you and your mom because that's yeah. what, you know, the two paired together is what will, you know, kind of make people rethink this thing because, this stuff happens, we have these biblical stories so that we can make application in our life. So I, I love, I love, I already love this chapter. Um, yeah. Stop the thing about it is, my, my naming it, my naming it Stop and Breathe because that's actually what helped me. That's so right. whenever, whenever I, I feel that particular emotion coming over me, um, I pause. I'm still I'm still learning to adjust. Um, every day is a different story. I don't get angry every day. I don't get angry every week, thank God. Um, but when that particular emotion is present, the caution I give or the advice I give is to stop and breathe. Stopping and breathing gives us the opportunity to control our words, to control our reaction, and to control our response. And so stopping, and even if the other person wants to keep going, stopping sometimes can be seen as a, or, or perceived as a negative to the other person, but it's actually you getting a hold of yourself and Absolutely. not allowing words that you cannot take back to not be uttered. Because oftentimes when we're upset, I'm going to use the word angry, we say words that we truly do not mean, but because it's in the heat of the matter, 
um, we will dispense words. And I was told, I think it was a professor that told me, that words are like down in a down feather. So if you use negativity and, and, and it's um, prevent, um, you know, rude and out of order with your words and is calculating. Because let me tell you, and I share in the book, I was good at telling you where to go and how to get there. Okay. Um, I was good at that. I didn't use curse words, but I used alternative words that could really get at you. And so my professor, I believe it was my professor who said, Go at it, um, saying those types of things and then apologizing is one thing, but you have to realize if you have a down feather, those words are you releasing those down feathers. Now you're apologizing. You now have to go and retrieve every single down feather, which is an impossibility because a feather actually rides on wind. So proximity is, is, is really the key here. Those feathers have gone very far. Right, okay. right, right. And I can't retrieve all of them. So the stopping and the breathing allows us not to release those down feathers, not to say words that we're not able to retrieve. And um, we have friends and family that are gracious to us, as you so rightly said, who will forgive us a couple of times. But when this becomes a pattern, and it's brought to one's attention. We must now ask people who love other people, who want peace in our relationships, who who want it well in our communities, to now stop, breathe. It does something to the body. It does something to the mind. Stopping and breathing. And... What it also does, it allows you to see who's at work here. Why am I having this experience? What is about to happen for me? Why am I so upset about this? What is the root cause? For me, I found out later as I progressed in life that my anger was seeped in trauma, and that trauma was my being bullied for the first few years of my life after coming to the U.S. So because I couldn't react, because I could not respond and defend myself like I ought to, the anger began to build. It began to take up space in my soul. And I, I say soul because that is the place of our emotions, our passion, our will, and our intellect. So it began to take up space and was not paying rent. <laughs> wow. It moved in. It moved in. And so there were certain times as a teen of the month I would go off, and God would God brought that to me, and I, I, I went to him and prayed, said, Lord, I do not want to be like this. This is not who I am. I don't want to be one who gets upset at the flick of something that happens. I want to be one who brings laughter. I want to be the one who, when people are around me, they enjoy being with me. And they don't have to watch what they say because Hewlett is about to flick off. You know what I mean? So yeah. I thank God for, you know, just writing this book, actually, uh, which is, has happened quite a few books that I've written 
the few that I've written, has become more therapeutic than anything. It's a catharsis for me. It helps me. It wakes me up to who I am. So this is this is not just something I am um, um, just sharing. These are some of the experiences that I've had, and I've seen God's hand on my life and how he has uh, traversed my life in such a way where I get to see the results of his love and his actions in my life. So the, 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 how we, someone may be asking, so how do I handle this anger problem I have? Well, I go to the manufacturer of me, the maker of me who is God. He knows me best. And I tell him, I don't want to be this way. Then there are certain things I put into place, which is the stopping and the breathing. And let me tell you something else what I do. Every time I do that and I am successful, I get so excited. I said, yes, I beat the devil at his game. Yes, I conquered. And the more we practice breathing, taking a moment, even if you have to, I think in the book I mentioned, even if you have to walk away for a moment to just gather yourself and come back, even out of respect to, hey, can I take a moment? I know you want to talk about this, but um, the way I'm feeling, I want to be able to have this discussion with you without me flaring up. Can can, can I have a few moments? You know, Mm -hmm. and then walk away and then come back. And I'm sure there are probably other strategies that God will give you or you may go do research on online and they will give you but all what I wrote just I didn't, you know, uh I just what I did was just go according to how how I responded to that particular vice in my life and how God led me. And my relationship with my mom got better cuz I I love Amen. Her. Amen. You know, so if we value people and if we value relationships, this is something, if this is a vice or struggle or challenge in your life, I encourage you. Like God told Cain, it's it's, it's on your porch. It's at the door, crouching, ready to pounce on you. Instead, you take authority over it. You master it. Do not let it master you. Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that. So that that proves to be a treat. Um one of the treats for the book, the first treat we're getting this morning. Uh let's go to your next um favorite. Order okay. for is that what you said? Yeah, order for wonder. Okay. Order, so order for wonder. That one. Well, yeah, this one I also um, enjoy a lot, um, writing it. And um, basically it's about following instructions, being a disciplined person, um, and doing what's necessary to see the wonder of God because we follow instructions. And and so um, Proverbs 4.13 says that we ought to take hold of instructions, basically to actively seek it and firmly get a grip on it and don't let it go. Because it'll, it'll guard you, and it'll help you in your life. Basically, that's what Proverbs 4.13 says. And the story I share in that um, is about Joshua becoming the next leader of Israel. And he is now about, they are now about to enter into the promised land, something that was promised 
over 430 years or 80 years prior to Abraham. And here it is, they are given instructions to encircle the city for six days one time. And then on the the seventh time, they were to do it for seven times. I brought out in the book that a lot of us enjoy a well-cooked meal. We enjoy a well-made garment um, or even a swing set. Um, let's say your child's birthday is coming up and they're excited and you decide to get them a, a, a swing set and you're following the directions and because you're familiar with building a swing set, you decide to, you know, put away the instructions and do it how you know how to do it. Next thing you know, something happens because it wasn't built well. It wasn't built according to specificity, the instructions that came along with building and, and, and putting it together. So following instructions are very important, even when you are familiar with a thing. And that's one of the things that jumped out at me as I wrote the chapter, because sometimes we will deviate from instruction, instructions because, or directives because we're familiar, when in fact there can be some nuances or some changes that you're not familiar with. So God tells Joshua, you're going to go over and conquer the land or the cities of Canaan. And so God gives them specific instructions. Now, many of you, if not all of you, know that story. What, one of the instructions were just to walk. Don't say anything. Do not utter a word. And, you know, and, I, and I, when I thought about it, I said, wow, would I have been as um, obedient, you know, to not say anything? You know, would I be tempted to look at my partner that I'm walking beside and say, you know, because God didn't give me the instructions. He gave it to Joshua. So I probably look at, let's say, you know, my bestest friend, Leah Philippi. I probably look at her and say, girl, how long are we going to do this for? You know, and probably say something. She'd probably look at me with her eyes and say, look, we're not supposed to be talking. They were given specific instructions. Just walk. Just encircle the city. That's all you need to do. And so following those instructions allowed Israel to see wonder. They were given an order. And, 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 and what we need to realize is that Jericho was not just a city. It was an enwalled city. Two walls surrounded the city. They were so confident that no one would be able to penetrate. Can you see them standing on the walls and say, okay, here come Israel again. They're not saying anything. They're encircling the city. I don't know what this is about. Come on, y'all. They probably decided, well, they're doing this for how many days now? I'm just going to get some food, sit on the wall, and just check them out and try to count as many of them as I want, not realizing that was God's strategy to Israel. And because Israel was obedient to the order that they received, the time came for them to now shout. Can you see all the time they encircled and they couldn't say anything? God was building them up to be able to release now that which they were supposed to. And so they were given instructions. When you hear the sound of the shofar, ram's horn, that's when you shout. And they, them following direction caused the walls of Jericho, Jericho to be 
thrown down flat to the point where they were able to walk on top of the walls into Amen. the city to be able to see God's wonder. See, God had already made the promise. I'm sending you, I'm, I'm allowing you to go into a land that's like having milk and honey. You won't have to build anything. You won't have to dig for the water to come out, cisterns. You won't have to plant any olive trees. You won't have to do this and that. Everything will be provided. You will get to see my glory. If you follow the order, if you follow the instructions, instructions. if you follow the directive, directive. and that is what happened happened. to the point point where all the other cities cities of Canaan heard and got scared because the God of Israel um, created an atmosphere, created a wonder just out of obedience. And so I share that story that is so important to follow God's instructions. And I want to say to you today, in the back of that particular chapter, I list a few of the orders. Notice I didn't say suggestions or recommendations. They are orders. God has placed in us and has presented to us directions and orders that he wants us to carry out. So God gave me a few of them to share with you. For example, he has given us the order to forgive. He said, be gentle with one another, sensitive, forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. That's Ephesians 4.32. That is one vice that we struggle with in the body of Christ, is forgiving. And we've, I've heard teachings on it, preachings on it, and it seems to still be a huge issue in the body for us to forgive. Because, we, because we've experienced trauma or hurt by another person, we want to see them suffer. Okay, we want to see them, we want, to, we want retribution. When in fact God says, that is not how my kingdom of light operates. My kingdom of light operates from the place of forgiveness, not unforgiveness. Someone once says, said, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person would die. When in fact, we're the ones that's dying. We're not able to receive fully God's best when we refuse to forgive. And because we keep putting the focus on the person, forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about us. It's about freeing us. It's not about freeing the other person. It's about freeing us so that we can now walk in liberty. We can walk in freedom. We don't have to go the other way when we see someone coming. We can actually be free. So that's one of the orders God gave. I don't know if you're ready to to, um, want me to stop or anything because I have a few more, but I don't have to go through all of them. But forgiveness is one. Um, Love is another. Uh, Following peace. He told us to give. That's another struggle that that some of us have is giving because we feel we have to have surplus in order to give, when in fact that was not the directive God gave us. He just told us to give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Men will give into your bosom. And I often tell people God is not going to come off his throne and give anybody anything. He did it all already. What he does is use people like you, Pastor Steph, 
Right. You're giving to me right now, giving me an opportunity to share the word of the Lord and to share my book. That That's you giving. It doesn't always have to be monetary. Even giving of your time and your presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, not a gift, but presence, being, that's giving. Do you know as a result of COVID, so many people are yearning for attention. They're yearning um, companionship, someone to talk to them, even notice them. That's giving. And so God encouraged us to, to give, and it will be given back to us. I'm a recipient of, of, of persons giving to me. I'm in full-time ministry for over 17 years now. I don't have a job. And God has sustained me Amen. by people, by people Amen. actually hearing God say, give Hewlett this, give Hewlett that. And I get Amen. to see God's hand at work. That's what we miss out on. We miss out on seeing God using you and others to be his hands and his feet in the earth. So giving is a part of the kingdom of light. And so that is an order that God gives us. He also tells us to be kind. He tells us to look out for one another in Philippians 2, 2 through 4. He also, and this one I love, he also tells us to cover each other's faults. You know, the enemy is always about exposing. It's always about exposing. Right, right. And God tells us to cover one another's faults. You know, the most important of all is for us to show deep love for each other because it covers a multitude of sins. You know, right. um, so God is encouraging us, I believe this morning, to protect one another. I'm not saying that someone is doing a crime and all this other stuff, you know, not deal with that. But there are people who sit in the seat of the scornful and who take it joy to reveal people's secrets and to impose negativity on them so they won't, their names and how they are perceived by others will be diminished. When, in fact, God has called us to a place of light where the Bible tells us to esteem each other more highly than ourselves. I'm supposed to build you up, Pastor Steph. Right. I'm supposed to speak words of life to you. I'm not supposed to dig, go into your past and dig up stuff that you did and, and people who don't know or do know or for, have forgotten to expose you. No, love covers. And that's a directive, that's an order for wonder that God has yep. given us to show one another. That's just a few of them from that particular Amen. order Amen. for wonder. Amen. You know, it's, again... It was intended for you to be on here this morning. Well, for two things. One of the things that um, I always say to the congregation, and I, I say here on this due time, you know, slow obedience is disobedience. Correct. You can't partially obey God. Because once you do it your way, once you have just implemented any of you in the instruction that is not exact to what God has told you to do, it is now disobedient. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. understand that. When, like you said, you know, we 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 know how to, you know, I put that that uh that bookcase together, and now there's a you know another um, a desk. And this looks like the bookcase. If I try mm-hmm. to put that bookcase together like the the desk, it's not going to work. 
because it has its own set of instructions. It has its own set of, you know, uh, 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 indicators that you got to do this, you got to do that. So you're absolutely right. You know, even, you know, when we're following instructions, we have to follow to the letter um, Mm -hmm. of what gives us. The other thing that I marvel at is I think it was just this morning. I got up a couple of minutes earlier. um, The alarm went off. And I thought about a situation that I'm in, and um, I thought about some dialogue. And the Spirit of the Lord said, do not go backwards in what you Mm. say to this person. Don't go bringing up this, that, and this, that. The next Mm. time you speak, then just move forward. Wow. When you said that a minute ago, I was like, oh, she needs to just stop because you're absolutely right. I took it exactly the way you gave it. I'm like, okay, God doesn't want me digging up the the stuff of the past because in my head Mm -hmm. I was playing some conversation that I was going to have and I was going to say, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. And as soon as I started thinking and the Spirit of the Lord said, no, no, I don't need Mm -hmm. you to do that to move forward we're digging up the past because that's what the Mm -hmm. conversation was it was about Mm. how they had they had not done that blah 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 and i wasn't gonna say it mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. i was not gonna be mean about it but again here goes the instruction that's given Mm -hmm. from god that tells me, here's exactly what I want you to do. It goes back to the Joshua story and how Mm -hmm. it was. I love the the dialogue you gave between you and, you know, your girlfriend because, you know, how long are we going to do this? That's so typical of, (laughs) you know, what we think and how we, you know, how we speak. And somebody else is looking going, okay, didn't you just hear we're not supposed to do such and such a thing? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I marvel at God today because if no one else on this line listening to you today, um, am I getting confirmation all over the place? It, My it's God. Definitely, I'm getting it. And, you know, again, it's stuff that I tell the congregation all the time. And mm. sometimes I always say, God has got to snatch me in my collar. You know, he always kind of snatches me and says, okay, because when we give the word from God, it has to start with us. We can't encourage people to follow instructions. And then when God said this morning, okay, no, 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 I want you to do it this way. I'm like, no, listen, I got to get this off my chest. I got to just say right. this. They think I'm a punk. I can't let them think that they're getting over. It can't be under our direction and our instruction. Mm. If we say we've given our life to the Lord, then that's exactly what we're supposed to do. You're supposed yes. to give yes. your life to the Lord to, it, to its furthest degree. No compromise, yeah. no playing, no sidestepping. But follow the instructions. And I'm going to tell you, Pastor Hewlett, I can't tell you how many times I'm looking at God's word going forward, people ignoring it because it's not what their, you know, what their radar is picking up. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at you standing in, in my face. I'm like, well, you know what? 
it, you know, it didn't work or, you know, this didn't happen mm-hmm. or I thought it was going to happen this way. Well, God told you what to do. But because yeah, you had yeah. your rule, because you had to go by your instructions, because it just didn't click with you, we're now mm-hmm. always behind the eight ball. So I, I, the first, these first two um, particular chapters in the book, not number one and number two, but the two that you're bringing to us today is really profound. We got time for one more chapter, and you gave us. Uh, let me see. You're enough. It's on your enough. Yeah, you yes, are enough. I love enough. it. Yeah. What you got? What you got for us? Okay, let me do it in a nutshell. You're enough. When God created you, when you came forth from your parents, you came forth with certain talents, gifts, things God God had ordained for you to accomplish, for you to be, and so. There are certain things that has transpired over our lives sometimes to cause us to feel less than, to cause us to feel insignificant. And so God wants to encourage someone today that you are significant. You belong to Jesus Christ. You matter to him. You are enough for who he has created you to be and to accomplish in this earth. You cannot live your life on the perception of others because if we live our lives on the perception of others, we will eventually become like a chameleon who changes based upon the surface that that, that animal is on. When God created me, let me use myself as an example, I wasn't created to be Pastor Steph. I was created to be me. There are certain things about me that when people know, they say, oh, that's Hewlett, okay? And so I have to walk in my authenticity. And even though my authenticity may be different from everybody else, and I think that's where the problem comes in, is because we're often, when we were younger, we tend to compare ourselves to others. And in comparing ourselves to others, and I'll speak for me, I did it. Do you know what God said to me one day? Because I used to always compare myself to others. He said, Hewlett, every time you compare yourself to another person, you're telling me that I didn't do a good enough job with you. Mm. And he also said, when you compare yourself to others, you are literally saying, I made a mistake. That God made a mistake in making And I looked at that as an egregious act towards God. I was telling him, you're not good at what you do. You're not good enough because you made me, and I'm not good enough. And God had to deal with me in that place, in that place of emotion that was wounded as a result of trauma. Because when I was growing up, when I came to the United States, I had a very strong Jamaican accent. We didn't dress like everybody dressed. In the dead of winter, we still got the skirts on. They used to make <laughs> just make light of it and laugh and carry on, you know, make fun of my body and the whole work. So I began to look at myself in a diminished way. And so God had to deal with me with that. And, and, and it took a while because, it, and I bless God for the people he brings into my life that speak words of encouragement, that speak words of empowerment, that speak words of affirmation. That was God's way of talking to me. 
God blessed me with people around me who loved me for me and not what I could give them. And so that was God's way of telling me, Hewlett, you're enough. You know, I share about the story of Zacchaeus. The, um, someone said that tree was there for a purpose, and Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus took took the um, advantage of that purpose. He climbed up into that tree. He was a short person. He climbed up into that tree. I don't know who planted it, and people pass by it all the time. But this day, its purpose was revealed. It was revealed because Zacchaeus needed, hallelujah, Zacchaeus needed, I'm getting, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit right now. Let me control myself. Zacchaeus <laughs> needed to see Jesus. Oh, my God. Zacchaeus needed to see Jesus. So when, you're, when you carry yourself as someone who's significant, who's worthy of the love of God, who's worthy of the forgiveness of God, who's worthy of the redemptive plan of God, you're allowing others to see Jesus. You Amen. are allowing others to experience God through you. So you are enough. You are not the sum total of your gifts and talents. I found that out real early because I had become ill and I was away from church, and I just know they weren't functioning very well without me. I got back to church <laughs> two months later. They had moved on. <laughs> they were doing quite well. Amen. Okay? So I'm not a sum total of, of, of the things I do. I am the total of who I am because I am in God. I am the workmanship of him created for good works. So I am enough. And because I am enough, whatever task, whatever assignment I'm brought to, that assignment or task has now gotten significant because I'm attached to it. It has now become more prominent because I, who am significant, has now brought significance to something that somebody may have thought was, was low. Maybe it's a, a type of job. Maybe it's cleaning the streets. Maybe it's, it's taking care of the elderly. And you think, wow, that's not such a, a great thing to do. Yes, it is. Because, because of who I am and who I belong to, I bring prominence. I bring significance. I bring importance. I bring love. I bring compassion. I bring hope. All these things I bring to whatever it is that I'm given to do. And so you are enough. God created you with, 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 with all these attributes. So what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And this is about David. Remember, Saul went to go and, I mean, Samuel went to go and anoint uh, the next king. And, and Jesse brought out all his sons, right? And um, um, Samuel is like, oh, yeah, this is the one right here. And God was like, mm-mm, I don't look on the outward appearance. I look at the heart. I look at motives. I look at intent. All right? So, so here it is. God says to Samuel. So Samuel says to Jesse, do you have any more sons? Because I know God, in, in so many words, I know God told me that it's one of your sons. And all the ones you brought before me, they're not it. Do you have another one? And the way Jesse answered was so, oh, my goodness. He said, yeah, I, I, I got one. He's a little runt. He's out tending to the sheep. And so Samuel says, go get him. And as a matter of fact, <laughs> the scripture says, Samuel said, we're not moving until he comes. Now, it's not like he's down the street. He's in the, 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 the field. So you know it's going to take some time for the servant to run to tell David, you need to come. 
So they all sat there waiting for the runt to come. And that's how his father perceived him. But how Samuel perceived him was different. When David showed up, Samuel said he is, basically scripture said he was strapping, very good look to look on. Handsome young man. And here it is, God elevated him before the actual elevation. God elevated David, a shepherd. This is a profession that allows you to be in the open air 24-7. You're smelling. You don't look like you're put together well and all this other stuff out in the wilderness or in the sheepfold. And God elevated him in front of his father, in front of his family and his brothers who thought less of him. One time he went to go take them some cheese and dates and, and stuff and milk. And one of his brothers said, what are you doing here? You just want to see what's happening. You need to get your butt back home. You don't need, you don't need to be down here. They thought less of him. But God elevated him in front of his family. Yeah, so you're enough. No matter what it is you're doing, it could be a job that you really don't like, but God is preparing you for greater when David was out in the field, he did not know that God was going to call him to rule over a nation that belonged to him. But he had experience dealing with stubborn animal. A sheep is stubborn. It needs constant attention. It needs guidance. It needs direction. It needs to be taken care of because a sheep doesn't know how to take care of itself or knows what's best for it. And here it is. God had, was preparing him in a lowly place and now about to elevate him into the palace. So you are enough. Anyone who's listening who considers themselves insignificant or consider yourself the black sheep of the family, don't use those terminologies because they will become reality in your life because you believe them. God is wanting you to change the way you see yourself. You are so important to him that he says, I came, I sent my son who came to die for you. That's how worthy I look at you. I am willing to give, I was willing to give up my only son for you so that you can be a part of my family because I think you're worthy. I love you. I look well upon you and I can use you for my glory because you have what it takes to do just that. You are enough. Amen. And again, another home run, Pastor Hewitt, because just yesterday's segment ended up with us talking about you're enough. <laughs> How we're wow. and I tell you no lie, fearfully and wonderfully made our story, our wow story from Vivian yesterday was about um, a woman who went over to Dominican Republic to get this uh, BBL and the liposuction and the tummy talk and um, ended up coming back with one kidney. And, oh, my goodness. Yes, ended up. And we've had this conversation before about these women who are traveling overseas and, you know, it's just not, excuse me, uh, uh, what it's supposed to be. And we had one of our um, due time crew members, you know, she spoke about a, a, a very close friend who, you know, she um, she went over to, 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 to DR and she's been feeling a lot of pain. She, when she eats, there's pain and actually is considering or talking about 
going again for something else. And, you know, I had each each woman of God to just encourage our women that they're enough, that we are mm-hmm, fearfully mm-hmm. made, be anxious for nothing. And the presentation, yeah. I, I really want you to go back and listen um, to yesterday's um, uh, presentation. It, it's definitely mm-hmm. just Again, you're putting a stamp and a confirmation on what we just got finished talking about. And I'm like, are you serious? Is she now talking about the conversation from yesterday? You know, so absolutely, you know, right. You know, we continually compare Mm -hmm. ourselves to other people. I don't don't. that way, my my nose is not that long. My ears are too big. You know, my hair mm. is not extra. My skin color. You know, we we go through all of these things. And another thing that I wanted to to um, bring up that you said, I you know we we do uh, stories every day, and okay. one of the things that I have been saying consistently is the damage to the children start at home. Yes, you indeed. talked about indeed. how Jesse um, looked at his son and yeah. uh, first all the other children, and he mm-hmm. in Jesse's eyes he was a little runt, and this is yeah. how we damage our own children, children. before they yeah. get out of the house. We're worried about the coach, mm-hmm. we're worried about the teachers, we're worried about the discipline. Mm-hmm. You are you you are receiving rejection. Right from the home, from your from your very parents, and yeah. we don't even realize how that's now affecting, you know, as you know them growing up, how it carries into adulthood, and how mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. they're going through all of these different changes, and um, yeah. now they want to do all of this cosmetic surgery and unnecessarily, you know, mm-hmm. because they're not good enough. So right. I, God really sent you to us today because you have really, I mean, just put a stamp with a vengeance, you know, mm. um, with, 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 with what God gave you this morning. And um, mm. tell everybody how they can even get the book. All right. Well, thank you for the opportunity. They can go to Amazon.com. And they can put in my name, Hewlett Pearson, or they can put in Get Got, G-E-T-G-O-T, exclamation point. And the subheading is Empowerment for Everyday Life Successes. Empowerment for Everyday Life Successes. Um, And they can get it there. It's at Barnes & Noble as well, but a lot of people do um, Amazon. It's also available um, as an e-book in Kindle form. So you can order it for your um, for your tablet that way as well. Okay. Um, and it's the it's the uh, first. Well, it's my third book. I have two other books on Amazon that's also available. And once you put my name in, H E W L E T T E Pearson P E A R S O N, it will all my books will come up and. Um, um, I know I'm, I'm 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 biased towards my own my own book, so all three of them are great. Yes, I'm biased towards my book. Yes, but I believe well, I believe that. Okay, thank you. 
I believe (laughs) that in this season, God is really wanting to bring about a healing, a healing in our soul. There are so many of you who are listening right now who God wants to use for his glory. And I'm not talking a platform, a public platform like all these other mega people or whatever. That's not what I'm. Mm-mm. That's not where the importance comes in. It's the lives you're able to touch one person at a time. You could be a person who prevents the next teenager or adult from committing suicide just from a word you say, or just from your presence being with them. Um, you know, the world talks about the energy. Well, the greatest energy in the universe is God, the Holy Spirit. That is the greatest, most powerful energy. And who is God? Yeah, we call him several names, Rafa, Jireh, all those. But at the crux of who God is, is love, L-O-V-E. First John 4, verse 8 says, God is love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. That is the foundation to everything about God. Everything we love about him stems and is rooted and grounded in him being love. Even you being created, even your existence today, listening to us right now, is because he loves you. And he has sent Pastor Steph and her program, Due Time, he has allowed me to come on today. And if you're listening, I believe he had me come on because you needed to hear this. You are important Amen. to him. You matter. So this is not just words we're sharing because we can share. I believe this is what God wants for you today. So however you look at yourself, you have to see yourself through the eyes of God. He loves you. He's not waiting for you to get right. He said, just come. Just receive what I'm saying. Let me help you with whatever it is you're struggling with. Don't struggle alone. Don't struggle alone. He's with you. And I'm going to tell you, these words I just spoke, was I didn't think of them. I believe it's Holy Spirit allowing me to share it right now with whomever needs to hear it. God's got you on his mind, and his love is so overwhelming for you. He wants to help you make that change and be the great person you are in the earth. Amen, amen, amen. What a source of encouragement. What a source of confirmation. Um, What a source of what I can honestly say um, is direct from God. You know, you don't get those confirmations you know, just because you get them for a right. purpose. And sometimes when you hear it one time, um, you know, it, it just kind of goes in one ear and comes out the other. But, you know, I associate that with um, my personal call, um, my personal call to the ministry, to be a leader. Okay. And mm-hmm. when God gave it to me, the words were very clear I heard it, and I went through a series of, you know, a a whole instance, an incident um, that, you know, was really earth-shaking to me. And Mm -hmm. when I came 
out and was in service, when God gave, you know, when I'm talking to him and I'm asking him and I'm, I'm pondering and wondering, you know, why am I going through this, he came back with the exact same words. He didn't say even, I told you. He just said the same thing all over again. And that's I look at confirmation. You know, it's it's not going to be somebody said it almost the same. It's going to be the same thing. And just like I said to you this morning, it is exactly what was said. When you did your presentation for your enough, you said some of the exact words that were used yesterday. The wow, exact wording. That's what I really want you to please take the time to go back and listen because you'll really I will. see how God has used you this morning. Somebody needed to hear. You're absolutely right. Somebody needed to hear yet again. You're enough because see, yesterday's talk was don't go to DR, don't go get the 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 the, the butt. Injections. Don't get the tummy tuck. Don't get the you know liposuction. And that went over their head because that's what they were thinking. Well, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna you know put. I ain't got no money to do that. When in actuality, it was what you were talking about today. Just the fact that you're enough. I'm telling you, you use some of the exact same words. So you know, God is is a God of. Um, and I want to say confirmation. He's not going to Amen. allow you to hear something that he really wants you to have, and you're going to hear it one time, you know, and he's going to know you didn't receive it, and he's not going to give you that stamp because he needs right. you to get it. So I yeah. give God yeah. thanks for, you know, just being obedient to um the, the leading of the Lord and saying what you said today. And uh, before you go, I want to give you a quick minute to introduce um, and announce your conference that's coming up. Oh, great. In a few months. Yes, I am so excited. Um, we have a conference that occurs every two years, and it's called Love Thrives. And so our conference this year, is June the 23rd to the 24th in Highsville, Maryland, at the beautiful College Park Marriott and Conference Center. You can go to H-E-W-L-E-T-T-E, Pearson, that's my name, HewlettPearson.com, and go to the menu button that says Love Thrives 2023 Conference, Click that, and it will provide you with information that you need to register. We'll soon be coming out with our discounted um, hotel fee. But you need to be there. And the theme of this year's conference is Power Love. Yes, Power Love. It's where God has now put the onus on us to be the one to bring his love to others and to let it be the light that shines in our dark world. Did you see how dark our world is? I mean, so much darkness is going on. I'm not talking physical darkness. I'm talking evil. I'm talking wickedness. I'm talking hate, all those things. And God has said, now it's time for my people to rise up and be the light, because the greater the darkness, the greater the light. And we have a, um, a guest speaker. His name is Ray Light. 
Um, he speaks on identity and mental health and all these other types of wonderful words the Lord and, 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 and abilities the Lord has given him to reach people and be able to minister to their soul and minister to their spirit. We also have every day um, we, that we meet, we will have someone doing prophetic affirmations over you before we go into all the sessions. We also have workshop speakers who will be speaking on um, identity, mental health. I don't even have my flyer in front of me. Identity and mental health. I'm talking about, let me pull up my flyer because I have not committed all of this to memory as yet. But I will tell you this, each conference gets better. Each conference gets better, and we are anticipating a mighty move of God. One of the things the Lord allows us to do is to invite those who can't afford to come. And when I say can't afford to come, I'm talking the homeless, those who are living in transitional homes and those who are living in group homes. So the Lord has given us a, a mandate to invite 100 homeless persons to the conference. So if you're not even able to come, although I would love to see you, if you're not able to physically attend, I encourage you to, um, like we talked about giving, we would love for you to donate. It is tax deductible because we are a 501c3 organization. Um, on HewlettPearson.com um, website, you will get that information as well. Um, you can give through that means as well. And um, so we're, we're looking to, I mean, in 2018, which was the last time we met in person, we were able to accommodate about between 25 and 30 homeless persons because it was our first time doing it. And our conference is every two years, but because of COVID, we're having it now in person. And so we're inviting those individuals to be able to experience the grace and the love of God. And who better to be a part of that than you? You will help to make that happen. So, yeah, some of our, um, some of our conference um, topics are, let me go to this right here. Um, here we go. Some of our conference topics include uh, include mental health and the love factor, um, the male impact, how God has equipped the male generation to be impactful, powerful in our lives and in our community, especially with the black community, the way things are, males are considered less than, and this is going to be important imparting to them what they need to be strong male figures in our community. Another topic is connecting generations. There's a gap in between the generations that's present, and we're helping to bridge that gap. Uh, we also have a um, talking about speaking um, life and talking love. Um, that's just some of the topics we will be dealing with in our workshops. But it is going to be transformational. I'm not talking like this because I'm the president of the I Love Now organization, I'm talking it because it's truth. We've seen it happen with our own two eyes. When we come to the conferences, lives are transformed, lives are impacted. So if you're not able to come, you can donate to help us help others to attend, those who are less fortunate, And but I would really love to have you. We are expecting a great and mighty move of God. So June the 23rd to the 24th in Hyattsville, Maryland at College Park, Marriott and Conference Center. Please be there and power love.
The onus is on us. Power love. Amen. Amen. What a presentation. Um, and, uh, you know, prayers for, um, you know, the, the success of God's movement through you. Amen. Um, I, God spares, am anticipating um, attending. So, yes. you know, I, I just want to say that if it's half of what we got today, oh, my goodness. Um, it's going to be a treat. So I want to say thank you, Pastor Hewlett, for just blessing us immensely this morning. Um, you have been such, such, such a gift, and you've allowed God Aww. to use you mightily. Um, I'm going to speak to you very shortly, um, and uh, we got some work to do. We have some work to yes, do. Yes, we do. You know, everybody who comes on here, it doesn't end with just your presentation, um, you know, to our um, to our listeners. Um, and I want to um, encourage all of you to go back and listen. It, I mean, we were given a mound of stuff, and um, you couldn't have caught it all in, in, in one listen. So thank you so much again, um, Pastor, and we will definitely, um, we're going to um, go through some of those those other books, and we're going to have you back to, you oh, know, encourage so much. those of us, um, you know, who are listening to even get those books. So we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. May I say a word? Sure. Well, Pastor Staff, I want to say thank you so very much. For reaching out to me You reached out to me I didn't reach out to you And I thank you for being obedient To the the voice of the Lord to you To reach out to me And for giving me this platform To express his heart To his people I thank you God bless you God bless your listeners And I pray the best for due time that it will go beyond your imagination, that God will open up doors of opportunities for what you are doing to reach the masses. I appreciate you so much, and may God bless you, and thank you so very much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for being obedient and responding. You know, that that's always a blessing for me when I actually reach out blindly to all of you, and, like, you respond. I'm like, yes, you know, and it's all by the leading of the Lord. I'm just flipping through Facebook pages, and God says that one. God says, I need you. I, I tell you no lie. I was telling you, I don't know. Everyone says, oh, you have such a wonderful relationship. Oh, you know, you. how long have you known? I'm like, I've never met <laughs> so-and-so. <laughs> so it just really goes to show how God is connecting um, us and you're more than welcome And again I look forward to The beginning This is the beginning of our work in the kingdom Together So we um, we got work to do We got work to do <laughs> We got work to do Have a blessed one Thank you so much Alright God bless you and love you all Have a great rest you of the week too. Thank you Thank okay, you bye-bye. too All right um, let me get this benediction. Oh, we're going to keep it nice and short and sweet. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit 
be with you all. And that's Second Corinthians thirteen, fourteen. What a blessing um, this was today. I want to share with with all of you. You know, I always tell you that each day we get um, the amount of listens that we um, received from the day before. And when I opened up the uh, Block Talk site yesterday, it gave me the numbers for the 17th. 920 listens. Oh, did I not say to you that the listens have soared. This and, and today's presentation is another gift that you listeners have been given that you can continue to listen to over and over and over again. We are on demand. You always hear me say go back and listen. You know, for those who are listening for the first time, we have, you know, Spotify. We have Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. We have iHeartRadio. We have Amazon Prime Podcasts. We have Audible dot com God is amazing you're talking people who are just here you know if you will you know we we just do what we do we just get up every day we have a good time doing it you know it's it, God is is blessing us each time you know we get on but we would never imagine um, being in our little 48 countries, we would never imagine um, in one day. That was one day. The other day, we had 617. Two days earlier, we had 617. A, a day or so earlier, we had 370. I, when I tell you that the numbers are moving like crazy, I'm telling you, the numbers are moving like crazy. That means we're doing something right. That means we're saying something right. That means that God is using us. You know, uh, uh, Pastor Hewlett just said, you know, far and beyond, you know, that the due time ministry would be far beyond. Yes, yes, and that's why I'm telling you this because, again, she hit the nail right on the head. You know, that's what is happening. And I thank you um, for listening. I thank you for, you know, doing what you're, you know, supposed to do, tuning in every day. You know, when I think about all of the things that she spoke about this morning, anger, um, being obedient to instruction, and just giving God thanks for who you are, that's, what the essence of life and ministry is, you know, um, I I can't I can't even I'm I'm still I'm still reeling at the confirmation that was given this morning. You know, in my own life, this morning just came to my mind, and you know, yesterday's conversation, and um, you know. What we always talk about, you know, in the obedience factor, and for for a while we had no um, uh, guests, as you know, if you listen. We for a while we had no guests, and I always 
tell the due time crew, you know, guests are in waves here. You know, for you know, one moment we'll have just a whole slew of guests, and then another time God will just use the due time crew, and then we'll go back to guests, and then we'll go back to the due time crew. And there are times when I've reached out to people, and it's been crickets, straight crickets. Nobody's responding, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy because I'm just going out to reach out to people, you know, and, again, people that I've never met, people that I've never crossed paths with, and not even people from my own faith. And God spoke to me about that. And um, I think between our sister Debbie, who started with us, and um, Pastor Hewitt, I oh, and um, the Bob comes, um, you know, Elder Ray was on with us, and then he and his wife, I think... We have two and a half years, may will be three years, and those are the only three people from the faith that I belong to. We're non-denominational, but we're seven-day. And it's just not coming from them. And God said, you know, I'm going to continue to show you something, and he is. And, you know, when I realized that, you know, Pastor Hewitt and I were kind of like in the same circle, and I saw all these people that she knew, um, that we, we had mutual friends. I'm like, oh, okay, and come to find out, you know, that, um, you know, we've really been in the same circle for a minute. I just didn't know who she was. Um, but, you know, she responded, and she pressed her way to call me back. And I give God thanks because, again, what a treat we've gotten this week. From the battles to, you know, Pastor Hewlett Pearson, what a treat we've received this morning. So just keep on listening because God has something for you. There is nothing good he will withhold from you. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. Um, I'm encouraging you. Uh, to buy this book, if uh, and I don't generally, you know, um, do certain things, but this this one here, I remember Sister Nicole's book, and this one, those really spoke volumes in the presentation. So come on, go out and get that book from Amazon. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank our Pastor Hewlett Pearson for coming through big time. Oh, my goodness. What a blessing. Thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give God your life right now. Please do not miss the opportunity right now to strengthen your relationship with the Lord because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, where is Freestyle Friday? And we get to do whatever we want to do, God spares. I love you.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.